Hi, my name is Ania Karwowska. I have been in the ELT industry for over 18 years and I must say I have seen it all. So let's talk about the mindset. So we have the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. These terms come from the psychologist Carl Dweck and I find them very interesting and let me touch upon one of them. So um, fixed mindset. Fixed mindset is when you learn a language and you say you can't do it. Let's say you are on plateau, B2, you're stuck and this is it. Growth mindset is when you challenge yourself. And of course, with growth mindset, you will experience failure. Fail, it is part of our life. But with growth mindset, even though it may be painful, it will also be challenging. And yes, you will get up. And I will add one more thing. So what? So what if you fail? Everyone fails. I don't know any person in the entire world who did not fail. And the same applies to languages. You will not succeed in 10 days or five weeks. And we know it, and that's okay. So next time, if you have a problem and if you try judging yourself, I'm so stupid, teacher. I can't do it, teacher. No, that sucks. English is not a logical language, by the way. It is, and I'll record a separate episode and I will explain you why English language makes sense and why it is crucial to understand the logic that stands behind it. But to the point, so, so what? You will not take IELTS in five days time. So what? You won't bend eight and this time you got bend seven. So what? You can do it again, right? The world doesn't end. And this is the pinpoint of mindset. Just next time when you have that nasty troll sitting on your arm, try asking yourself, so what? And trust me, nothing happens. And with the growth mindset, when you challenge yourself, when you get upset, you stand in the corner, you're crying or screaming, but then five, 10 minutes later, you just get up and get going. This is the essence of mindset. Trust me. And I know that there are some things that come with mindset. So uh, of course people do have, especially women, I say, I would now refer to women because I have been working with women. And I find it peculiarly interesting because my female students who were very smart and had lots of expertise and they were very successful, they had that exact nasty troll sitting on the arm saying, no, you cannot do it. But actually you can. Think about this. Um, there is a thing that is called an imposter syndrome, right? So the imposter syndrome telling you, no, you cannot do it. No, you will never succeed. But is it true? I challenge you and I said, you will succeed. The imposter syndrome is like our cognitive bias because the more you know, the less you think you know. So let's say you are very knowledgeable and you have been studying for five years and you do know a lot. And you say, no, I don't know anything. That's bullcrap. Of course you do. Let me put it this way. I had a student and she was amazing and she couldn't speak. She has accumulated a plethora of passive knowledge. She could understand basically everything, but she could not speak. And she said, no, I cannot do it. That's not possible, teacher. No, that's it. My life ends. And this is not true. Mindset. Um, Carol Dweck, a psychologist in her research article, Mindset, wrote about, uh, discussed growth mindset and the fixed mindset. So let's differentiate between these two. A fixed mindset is when you're stuck, you do not change your ways, you accept everything as it is, that's it. You do not challenge yourself. 
With growth mindset, however, you do challenge yourself. You do go out, out of your comfort zone. And no matter how corny it sounds and coachy like, this is very, very important. Imagine this. You are preparing for an exam and you didn't get, let's say, band 8 in IELTS academic. You did, you got band 7. Did the world end? Nope. Can you do it again? Yes. So what I would suggest and what I, what I keep telling my students is to say, so what? So what? You got seven, not eight. That's okay. You have to try harder, reflect what went wrong and just do it again. This is the growth mindset. And with growth mindset, of course, you will experience failures. And yes, they will be painful. Failure in all its essence is painful. And that's okay. The difference is what happens afterwards. Do you pick yourself up? Do you keep going? And do you stay there and feel sorry for yourself? Because if you feel sorry for yourself, you are in a fixed mindset and nothing changes. I know that neurodivergent people, and especially women, suffer from that imposter syndrome. So they have that troll on the arm saying, oh, you cannot do it, you cannot succeed. This is actually not true. And the funny and interesting thing is that um, the term imposter syndrome was coined in 1978. Look, how many years it has been around. And it's the ex internal experience of phoniness, fakeness. And it's like, you just think, no, you won't be able to do it. And it comes with high levels of anxiety. So how it relates to language learning? Very often, when I work with neurodivergent people, especially ADHD women, because that's my um, field. I have worked recently with a ton of neurodivergent women and they, they were beyond amazing. And they get to be two pretty easily and then they stuck. So they plateau and they say, no, I cannot do it. Teacher, nothing worked. I tried different teachers. I tried different coaches. I tried different approaches. Nothing happened. And then I keep asking them, did you practice your discernment? And they said, like, what is it? I said, did you reflect on yourself? Did you reflect? Did you do due diligence? And ask yourself, have I been practicing? But like, really, really, like, do not, do not try to excuse yourself because I'm here and we're just having that conversation. Just try to reflect on it and like, ask yourself, did they practice or was I faking it? You know, there is a saying uh, that I do like a lot and it goes like this. You can bring horse to water or lead horse to water, but you can't make him drink from it. And the same is with language learning. You can have the teacher who will do his part or her part, but then it is your part. And the 80% of your success will be your mindset. And what I mean by that is that you have to work on your inner self. So... This is the mindset in all its finest. Do not focus on that problem. Because if you keep fixating on that one thing, for example, oh, I have to have a presentation. They keep looking at me. So what? They have eyes. Imagine they are not there. You have to change that one thing. And I know the changing mindset is very, very difficult. So what comes with mindset and the imposter syndrome? Self-sabotage. So I had a student who could have gotten a better job which would bring her not only more money, more free time for her family, but in a nutshell, she would be more happy. She would have been more happy. 
and she didn't do it. So she said, oh no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And this is the, this is the point when you go out, out of your comfort zone. You're so scared. You're so scared that you just do, you do everything to sabotage yourself. And this is the part of the imposter syndrome and the fixed mindset. So how do you go about the mindset language learning? There are several techniques. And again, I will show you, oh, sorry, I will tell you how to do it. But then you have to do your part. It's like a team sport. I show you the solutions and you make your own resolutions. But then you get going. Then you get going because if you don't, you're stuck. And then again, you can feel sorry for yourself because take it from me. I've been there. I know it's very easy just to sit in a corner, sulking, saying, oh, the world is against me. But you know what? You have to do your part. You have to do that first step. So what you can do to break from the spiral of negative fixed mindset and you're just feeling sorry for yourself and never progress with your language. First thing is setting clear goals. I know it sounds cheesy, right? Oh, every code says, set your goals. So you do set your goals. But trust me, this is crucial. So how do you set your goals? I am a goal person. And some time ago, I read a quote that really resonated with me. And it said, the moment you put a deadline on your dream, it becomes a goal. And I cannot agree more. It really works. So what works for me, I do have journals. And I do write down my goals. I even have an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> I know it sounds funny. And I put my goals, my plans in there. However, goal is a very vast term, right? So what is a goal? Like, do you do you just write, oh, I want a goal. So I want to be um, C2 proficient in English. I'll pass my IELTS with band 8.5. And then I want to be able to write... Um, an essay and probably, oh yeah, I just wanted to pitch that presentation so that they just, they live in awe because I'm so good. So no, that's not enough, apparently. So you not only think about your goals, but you think about your long-term goals and short-term goals. So let me differentiate between these two. Short-term goals is a goal that you can achieve within a month. So in terms of language, if I'm like, I'm, and I'm working hard on my German, so take it from me. I know it's not easy. So I'm not just writing, okay, so um, I will be proficient in German um, in 30 days. And then I sit down and do nothing and then puff, magic comes. And suddenly I'm super proficient. Of course, it doesn't work like that. So what I do, I write down my short-term goals and I chunk them down. I had a friend from... Um, Manitoba, by the way, I live in Canada, but I live in Ontario. And he said something very, which I found very funny back in the day. He said that life problems are like turds. They're easier to digest if you cut them to little pieces. So I would just say, chunk it down. So that means when you have a month and you have that short-term goal, chunk it down to weekly goals or daily goals. That really helps because that makes you feel accountable. And when you achieve it, you tick it. When you tick it, the dopamine flows to your brain and it gives you that happiness boost. So that, that way, it's easier to move to the second goal and another goal and another one. Long-term goals. Long-term goals are generally, I would say, three months. So this is the, the long-term goal. And again, be reasonable. So I'm just started learning Arabic now by myself, but I'm thinking of hiring a coach. 
I will never write a goal that in three months I'll be proficient in Arabic, I'll be able to talk to my Arabic colleagues, etc. So the goals have to be reasonable. So what else can you do? You can use trackers. There are trackers that you can use and it really helps, helps you chunk it down to smaller pieces. You can use a planner or journal. Journaling is a great thing because with journaling you use brain dump. A brain dump is a great technique when you write down all that comes to your head. So it's like you take off that mental load from your head, brain and you know, we all know, we are overstimulated. We are just digesting so much information every day. Is that like a five or 10 minutes of like brain dumping? It really releases that load in your head. It gives you more ideas. You become more creative. And it's you see that, wow, I can have a growth mindset. It's not that difficult. So then, and I cannot stress it enough. Number two, stop being a passive consumer of, of knowledge. And I keep hearing it every day. My students, have you been studying? Of course I have. Okay, what have you been doing? Um, I was watching Netflix. And then uh, I was listening to podcasts. And then, um, again, I was watching Netflix, but you know, with subtitles. So yeah, I, I have nothing against Netflix. I do enjoy it too, really. But you have to do more than being a passive consumer of knowledge. You have to practice. You have to boost your productive skills. Like in English, we have those, those receptive skills and productive skills. Receptive skills being listening and reading and productive skills being speaking and writing. So you have to use your productive skills. Even if it's difficult, what I advise to my students when they have problems with speaking, I told them, record yourself. Five seconds, 10 seconds. Think, okay, you know what? Today uh, I will use that um, idiom uh, to put the, the cart in front of a horse and then try to use that idiom when you speak. Five seconds, 10 seconds, again, it really helps. Especially if you, incorporate it in your daily routine. Another one, following shiny objects. So uh, I know that ADHD and generally neurodiverse people, neurodivergent people have a tendency to follow shiny objects. So for example, someone says, oh, I have that cool course for ADHD people, or I have that cool course um, reading in five days or reading in 10 weeks or uh, listening proficiently. And this, this may be very good courses, absolutely. I'm not saying that they don't, they're not, but you can't just jump from one course to another and from one course to another, hoping that magically the teacher will just use that magic dust and change your life forever because it will not happen. Unless you do your due diligence, unless you do your work, nothing will happen. And no, you will not get unstuck, trust me. So do not follow shiny objects and please do not doom scroll. I know that, you know, I get to doom scroll, but I try to limit myself because I know it's like, it's just passive consumption and it doesn't lead you anywhere. What else? Cognitive science. So cognitive science gives us lots of information, how we can work on our learning. So that brings me to another point. You have to learn how to learn. So it's not only that you just start cramming your knowledge and you learn for five days straight and then like you think, oh my goodness, I am so darn smart. No, you're not. That's the illusion of knowledge. That's the illusion of knowledge because you have been cramming and you think you know everything, but you do not. And then hiring a language coach is another solution. So having someone who keeps you accountable, 
who cheers for you, he checks in with you. But again, you have to do your due diligence because if you do not do it, you will never ever progress. Trust me, I know I have been teaching for so many years and I have seen it already. Really. And I know that people do love cutting corners. And to another two more points, sorry, I try to uh, be very um, short and <laughs> concise. Graphic organizers, so I have been talking about trackers, graphic organizers are a very good way to keep yourself organized, to set goals. Um, study tracker is a type of graphic organizers. And again, what I've been talking about, but I just cannot state it enough, reframe your mistakes as learning opportunities. We do make mistakes, that's okay. We're human, but you know what? So what? You learn from them and this is the key. So thank you for listening to me. I hope you found it useful. Um, if you would like to find out more, you can just click episode description. There is a link to my ebook, Get Unstuck With Your English. It is packed with science and evidence-based tips. So if you need to get unstuck, I would highly recommend it. And talk to you soon. If you're hearing this message, that means that you have listened to the end of my podcast. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And uh, if you want to find out more about me, you can follow me on Instagram. My IG handle is Polka Languages. I'm also on LinkedIn. The link is available in the bio description. Sorry, in the description of the first episode. If you want to learn more, or if you're struggling, if you can't break through the plateau, if you are stuck at B2 level and you just can't go any further, then feel free and check my uh, ebook that I have created. It's called Get Unstuck With Your English guide for ADHD students. However, it is not only for ADHD students, it's for all students, neurodivergent specifically, but if, if you're not a neurodivergent person, feel free and get it. I have created it because these are the methods that I have tested on my students and I tested it on young people, I tested it on seniors, it really works. It's jam-packed with evidence-based methods. So the link is in the episode description. Hope you like it. Let me know. I really appreciate your feedback. Have a lovely day and talk to you soon. Bye.